Welcome in to State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans, presented by Boulevard Brewing Company. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is November 16th, and I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I think I started an episode of a podcast either last year or in 2019 with that line, too. So, not the first, it must have been 2019. Possibly when we we, when we, we were came like out six and four or six and four just like we are now and I think I I introduced that line also in 2019. Sounds like the practice squad quarterback showed that video to everybody on the team this week. Shane Buckley, really? Bu- what's his name? Uh, I don't know. He's the third string. Shane Bu- Buckley. Yeah. So do you think that was the first time seeing that video? Uh, I thought I read like for some of the players it was. So if you don't know, there's this video of this high school kid getting interviewed by a local news station. Mm-hmm. And that's what he says. He says, and I think I got my swagger back. Ho, ho. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey did it in a post game. You've probably seen it on uh-huh. all your social media. If you've been paying attention, uh, it is one of my favorite videos. So I loved being able to see that video come across my timeline like a uh-huh. hundred times over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, it was the most fun I've had watching a Chiefs game in, uh, in a while. Just, it, was, it was a blast. Just smacking the Raiders, just reminding them who their daddy is. Mm-hmm. Like Derek Cry. Derek Cry. Derek Cry, yeah. yeah. I mean, that might as well be his name. Derek Carr crying uh, is just a sight that is just hilarious to see because every once in a while... Raiders and their fans, like they've got, I know we talk about this a lot, fandom and especially fandom of the NFL being like a sickness, like a real sickness, like probably a mental disorder being a fan. The Raiders fans are on another level because every year they do this where they think that they are like jumping us and leaping us and Uh they think they, they can take the AFC West again, and it's hilarious to watch. So putting them back in their place is, is always a, a ton of fun. And, and yeah, I mean, it looks like, like, I don't know if, if we're all the way back. Uh-huh. I don't know if we're all the way back or not. Like, we looked like we got our swagger back, for mm-hmm. sure. Are we all the way back to being the juggernaut, juggernaut offense? I don't know. I think so, but we're still missing that deep threat. Uh, part of the offense, but but overall, no, it's Daryl Williams. He's the deep threat now. Yeah, <laughs> I saw just switch, just put Daryl Williams as wide receiver two, mm-hmm. McColl as the running back. Daryl Williams is the deep threat that yeah. we thought McColl could be, and then he, he played twenty six percent of the snaps. I think McColl did not good. Nah, not good. Not good. But uh, but yeah, it just feels good. If it was a ton of fun, um, I need to rewatch the game because I was watching the game in uh, like a hotel bar uh-huh. uh, in lamb and uh green bay wisconsin so i i uh and i was at the game all day so it was a little little tipsy mm-hmm. but uh and so i need to rewatch the game but uh but yeah i mean the defense looked good again we held the raiders to negative three yards on third down that's fun so if you look at third down across the game the raiders had negative three yards uh across third down so that is delightful um Rashad Fenton's good. Yeah, very good. He's, he's very good. Cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just an all-around complete game. I saw this today, too. It was, is the ceiling of this team higher than than other years past? Because the defense looks to be rounding into shape. Melvin yeah. Ingram is a legit, like, that was a great pickup. Melvin Ingram has been a 
legit difference maker. So the ceiling of this team, if the offense starts clicking, is mm-hmm. pretty high, I think. It could be a really good defense. I mean, it's rounding out into, or excuse me, it could be a very average defense, mm-hmm. which would be great. Yes, for us. Be good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you why you had so much fun watching this. I believe it was like eight of the nine drives that didn't end, like not including the kneel down at uh-huh. the end. Um, we we either scored or, or we had the missed field goal at the end of the half. But mm-hmm. that's why it was so fun because of we were putting points up on every single drive pretty much after that three and out. Oh, yeah. We were just scoring, scoring, scoring at will. Yeah. It was incredible. And the Chiefs offense, we talked about this a little bit, but the Chiefs offense is one of the best offenses ever mm-hmm. at converting a series of downs into a new set of downs yep. or scoring a touchdown. So mm-hmm. we, we are one of the best offenses of all time at getting first down and at not punting and, and not even punting. when we punt we don't punt tommy townsend yes with the fake punt yeah yeah what i love that by dave tobe i love that dave tobe feeling himself uh-huh. getting that swagger i wonder back. if anybody else knew it was coming because the, the dave tobe with no uh headset on. no headset like yeah. did anybody else know it was coming like mm-hmm. how does he tell everybody that yeah it's gonna happen but yeah the daryl williams catch was an unbelievable play and um, i think it's a good um that play is a very good like um where Patrick Mahomes is like we talked about him taking checkdowns a lot uh or taking what the defense gives him a lot and I think he did that a lot on Sunday night mm-hmm. on that play he could have thrown it to Noah Gray who was in the flat all by himself probably would have picked up the first down uh and could have had him but instead he takes the shot mm-hmm. down the field so it's like yes he does take the what the defense gives him but when he has the opportunity to go for it he still will and yeah. that's very exciting yeah i mean it, yeah if you've got one-on-one coverage him patrick mahomes yeah i mean it's a pretty low risk play i mean abrams was there but he's abram abram he stinks is he stink we we targeted him in nine times we completed nine passes for like a 125 lot. yards and two touchdowns uh so yeah he that stinks. stinks yeah and he's a dirty player too so i yeah. just i love that we attacked him good mm-hmm. good yeah so uh i mean travis kelsey all all the the hoopla about him and mahomes not being on the same page you know again things work themselves out turnover mm-hmm. luck works itself out tyreek hills out here dribble dribbling the <laughs> dribbling ball down the, ball. the field uh-huh. uh and, and then the 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 play to Daryl Williams that we've already talked about, you know, kind of a 50-50 ball, and Daryl mm-hmm. Williams came up with it. So that type of turnover luck that hasn't been going our way at all this year is starting to come around. And turnovers usually are not a predictive stat. They don't they don't indicate future mm-hmm. pattern, and, and and it's a lot of variance and very random. And and so eventually it was going to you know come back into our favor, and uh, and. This is what it looks like when it does. I mean, the offense all season, like we said, has been good at getting first downs. It's just drives have stalled deep into the with opponent's turnovers. territory with turnovers. Mm-hmm. And and so that's when that doesn't happen, when those turnovers don't happen, um, we look good and we score 40 points. And Mahomes has 400 yards passing and five touchdowns and uh, 35 completions. So um, I, I also, I, I mean, I do think that our offense has officially – like adjusted to what everyone wants to play against us. And mm-hmm. I think the Raiders play a little bit more like cover three and, and yep. single high than, than like the two high safety uh, look that we've been getting. Um, but 
I think the offense, I think Pat and Andy have really figured it out. And I think the offense has adjusted. I thought the play calling was much better last night than it, than I've noticed in the past. Um, getting the ball out of Mahomes' hands quickly because Andrew Wiley was struggling. To yeah. S- put he it nicely with Max Crosby. Enough. He did enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, yeah, he got some help. But I think the offense has has adjusted to the way defenses are going to play. And that's, that's what happens. I mean – I think the offense is a good offense is going to be a good defense every single time. And uh-huh. we just needed to adjust. Uh, and I think we've made those adjustments, which mm-hmm. I'm, which makes me happy. And uh, favorite celebration of the night, the Noah Gray shotgun, the football, like a beer. Oh, classy. It was awesome. Hey, yeah. you guys, I guess, I think, I think people are talking about shotgun and beers over here. Noah Gray was talking about it. Noah and Gray he was about it. it. He, he gets it. He definitely does. Um, so yeah, I, I think again, it was so fun to watch because 35 completions is fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Scoring on uh, or like getting to a field goal on every drive for eight straight possessions was was phenomenal mm-hmm. and really fun to watch too. So And how about Andy Reid just, again, a, a lot of times we, we worry about like, all right, we, we let off the gas a little bit when we get up. Mm-hmm. Not the case mm-hmm. at all. At well, all. against the Raiders, we shouldn't. Yeah, bury and, him. Yeah, a fake punt up. Multiple scores in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Bury them. Bury them. I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris Jones is a beast. What else? Some game notes. Uh, did you hear? Uh, I think Jerron Reed played his first game. Yeah. On Sunday He night. did. I saw his name called for the played first time. Played good. Yeah. Played good. Good to have him into the conversation. Yeah. Naughty mm-hmm. played good. I mean, this is a different team than we've had because we've Frank Clark's still changes. good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, Dan Sorensen had a pick. <laughs> More playing time for Dan Thorne. I'll pray to that the was Lord tough. Jesus. Yeah. Collinsworth kind of called it out a little bit about his perfect passer rating against him. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. All right. Um, but yeah, we got a swagger back. Oh. And uh, here come the Cowboys. It's going to be a good game. And the Cowboys fans. The Cowboys are the second best team in the NFL this year at converting new series mm-hmm. and not punting. And I hope we get a no. We might get a no punt game of sorts. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I hope yeah, we, if we win. Punt. If we win. And we get two turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of Cowboys fans, I imagine, this weekend. Um, yeah. But that's a, Cowboys fans don't, don't annoy me as much as Packers fans. Well, I've got some stories. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll get. We, to we can save that for I don't know one of these segments. But okay, I've got some. I've got some thoughts on Packers in Lambeau and Green Bay. Okay, just say that. We'll save that for when we talk that. Little teaser. Little teaser. Uh, for now, let's move into our openings. Um, let's see. We've got a, a new bistro coming in Westport. Bistro. What? What? Are you, why is he singing bistro? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, what do we got? What's this, it called? So this is called the Peacock. Um, it is the owners. I'm a peacock, you gotta let me fly. Yeah, the owners of Bistro Three Hundred Three. Um, it is. Oh, I've seen Bistro Three Hundred Three. Yeah, it's okay. like a very popular gay bar, I think, uh, or gay restaurant. I don't know if if gay restaurants is a thing. I don't like know. you know how they say like gay bars, mm-hmm. but it's not like a bar. It's like a restaurant. I don't know. I don't know. Hope I'm not. Uh, I hope I'm not saying anything uh, insensitive. But um, Bistro 303, uh, same owners, so they're they're moving in uh, 
not moving, but opening a new place in the old Regatta spot, which is right next to Bistro 303. So the old original Regatta, uh, this where this Bistro is going to be, it's going to be a variety of foods from like different ethnic cultures. So Thai food, okay. African food, Middle Eastern food, lots of different influences. So um, looks interesting. They're going to do a happy hour from four to six. I think, when is it opening? Uh, let's see. I don't know when it's opening, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like a fun spot. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. Also opening up this week. Uh, let's see. We've got a brewery reopening border. border Do you, when when I post these articles into the show notes, do Uh you open them at all? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. The, uh, border brewing, um, (laughs) I'm glad we got that out. I got my I got multiple tabs going. Okay. Yeah. Work the tabs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Megan, um, like by the end of her work day, I'll like look over at her computer and she'll have like forty tabs open. I do too. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I keep my my tabs and my windows very organized. So like, if I'm opening a new a new tab that is like starting a new kind of work project, then I'll open it in a new window. Yeah. And then open up corresponding tabs in that I'll do window that sometimes too but i never so all my windows are very themed anyways um border brewing is reopening they just reopened friday november 12th and um border was the first brewery in the east crossroads opened in 2015 um they are moving just a little further east down the down the road like a block uh or two um, three times as much space. So they just needed more space and, uh, have a little more like patio seating. They can do more events, um, different things like that. So that's border brewing, uh, opening again, reopening. Uh, they just did it Friday, November 12th. All right. Um, also we got a new Greek restaurant from the owners of Regatta. Yeah. Uh, opening up as well. Well, I, I think it's, it's like Italian and Greek. Okay. I think it's a little, I don't think it's like heavy Greek. It's called Enzo. It's going to open next April in the old bowling spot in the river market. Uh, so Laura Norris and her brother, Grant Norris, they are the owners of Ragaza. Um, and yeah, she's calling it like Sicilian and Greek. I mean, they're pretty close to each other. Like on a map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're both islands in the Mediterranean. Sure, there's some flavor profile share. They're very close. Mm-hmm. They share the sea. Um, so I bet it's pretty close. But yeah, that's Enzo. Uh, it's the owners of Regaza. It's going to be kind of Greek and Sicilian. Um, I imagine this is going to be really good because everything they do at Regaza is really good. And Agreed. so if they just add like different, like add a little bit of Greek food to it and more Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, Mediterranean type of dishes, that sounds delicious. And I imagine it's going to be good. I bet it's going to be like a fun date spot. Um, yeah, because great wine list is what they're saying too. Great wine list. Have. Mm-hmm. I like the yeah. sound of that. So that's Enzo in the River Market opening in April. Okay, we got a lot of openings. Also, proposed opening gondola connecting downtown <laughs> KCK and downtown KC Mo. Big benefit for KC Mo, right? Very exciting. Uh, I don't know about this one. Um, yeah, it's a proposed gondola mm-hmm. from yeah downtown KC to downtown KCK. Basically, uh, Quality Hill. 
to Strawberry Hill. It would go over. Ooh, okay. It would go over the Kansas River, and then uh, over the West Bottoms. Over the West Bottoms, and then connect on Strawberry Hill. So it it would connect like the landing spots would be up on the two bluffs that would be connected um, with like going over the river in West Bottoms. Two mile gondola. I don't know. I don't know about this. The renderings look pretty cool. Okay. I agree. And I think too, this could be again, something that just maybe makes our riverfront a little cooler. Well, it's going to pass. It's not anywhere near the riverfront. I know, but it's going to go over. Oh, it's going over the Kansas river. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah. So oh, you have views, good points. views of the city. It's going to be, it'd be like for views mm-hmm. and like to think that people would commute in this. Commute, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good views. But yes. it's like a tourist attraction, and it's going to cost like $50 million or something. Ah, I mean, my, who's paying for it? Probably tax dollars. Are we going to be able to park? <laughs> yeah, is there yeah, where can we park? Where Where's, can we, park? we got to figure out the parking situation. So um, I doubt yeah, this cool happens, renderings. but cool renderings, this some is, cool yeah. pics. Like if I could snap my fingers and it was there and it didn't cost any money, Sure. Why not? Like, if it didn't have to deal with, like, construction and just boom. Uh, what, what was her name? Bewitched? Yeah. Nicole Kidman? I, I don't know her, the character's name, though. No idea. Gwen, Gwendolyn? Guinevere? Quinn Gwendolyn? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool-looking... I mean, the route going right over the West Bottoms. Um, I don't know. If it happened, I wouldn't be upset, but... It's not like I'm going to fight for this or or champion it, really. So, um, mm. yeah, it, it looks okay. Samantha Stevens, way off. That's the witch's name? Yeah. The actress's name? Elizabeth Montgomery. Oh. Samantha the witch. Samantha the witch. Um, Dick York was the... Oh, no, it was the actor who played the husband, Darren mm. Stevens. Darren and Samantha. Wouldn't have guessed those names. Nope. Mm. Um, all right. Also, one more opening. We talked about um, R.I.P. Joe's Pizza and Kelly's was closing because Joe mm-hmm. was retiring. But apparently, guys, potato chips. Guys, they're just they're local KC. I know, and they're trying and, to like be trendy and hip. I don't know what's going on over there. If they like got new leadership or something, I don't know. but they're going ham. They're opening literally because they're opening a deli where Joe's Pizza was mm. and. Uh, I believe that they're going to be basically they got the recipe from Joe, and so they're going to be serving the pizza there as well. Is that now. true? That's what I heard. I heard you hear that from me? Uh, maybe you. And <laughs> I thought I read it. I've been telling a lot of people that. Too. I heard. I heard it from a pretty reliable source, but okay. then I didn't know it was Guy's Pizza. Yeah. As long as there's pizza there, There's I support be this. pizza there too, and sandwiches. Like hot so, sandwiches or cold sandwiches. Um, a so I don't know. I would imagine if they're cooking pizzas, they got an oven, so mm-hmm. they could probably toast some Sammies. Uh, but yeah, so expanding the menu a little bit, but still having the pizza. I think the the oven probably just probably just leave the oven there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, as long as there's food there, I, I support it. And if if it's a local, if it's a local thing, I support it even more. So. Guys, we got to figure out. We got to get to the bottom of what's going on what's over going there, guys. On over there? If they have a new CEO or a new CMO or something uh-huh. like that, they've been they've been getting kind of feisty on social media a little bit, kind of clever. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out what's going on. Yep. Um, all right. And then moving into our closings this week, uh, we have got uh, a retirement. Matt Beasler retiring after let's see 
I mean, how long has he played in the MLS? 294 games for Kansas City. 12 seasons with sporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, most minutes in club history. Four trophies. Uh, one of the last players to play for the Wiz that's still in MLS. I yep. think he might I think he might be the last player who played for the Wizards that's still in uh, in the MLS. Well, not anymore. Um, yeah, Beasler, Kansas City guy. Uh, sporting legend, obviously. Kansas City soccer legend. Kansas City soccer has come a long way since he has been a part of the the, the club. And mm-hmm. a lot of that growth is due to him and a lot of the reason why the fans are so passionate. Like, he had a great relationship with the Cauldron yeah. and, um, and, and the fans in general. And uh, not just because he's a KC guy, but I, I think he just really cared and, and loved that fans loved him. And, and yeah, basically, you know, is one of the reasons why sporting is as successful as it is and yeah. has grown to what it is. I mean, Kansas City soccer growing to what it is now, which is maybe hosting a World Cup in one of the best soccer cities in the country, has a lot to do with Beasler. So mm-hmm. uh, salute to, to Matty B. Um, yeah, the Cauldron bought like his entire wedding registry when he got married. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, four trophies, just a stud. I mean, yeah. obviously world cup started, started for the U S in the world cup. So that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, he's on my, you know, Mount Rushmore of athletes to grow up in Kansas city and play professionally in Kansas city. There you go. Along with what an award, uh, Seth, Seth Sinovic. Sinovic and, um, I think it's Frank white. N- yeah. Frank white. And I, I think it's. Tiny Archibald? No, it's like Anthony Peeler, maybe, or... Uh, definitely didn't play. The, we don't have an NBA team. Well, okay, then someone... There was another guy who grew up, played high school basketball here, and then played for the Kings in yeah. the 80s. <laughs> it was Anthony Peeler. Was it? I don't know how old he is. He sounds old. Anthony Peeler? Yeah. No, dude. He was part of the Paseo to oh, Pembroke. Okay. All right. I'm thinking of somebody else, then. Um all right, uh, let's move into... Elgin Baylor? No, definitely not. Um, let's move into uh, a little what we tried this week. Uh, Danny, you got to go to Lambeau Field. I went to, I went to Green Bay mm-hmm. for the Packers-Seahawks game, Lambeau Field. Bucket list item for sure. And it was an incredible experience. Lambeau is, Lambeau is uh, amazing, and there are definitely... Um, some improvements that I would love to see that the Chiefs take from Lambeau. So, for example, okay, well, we like they have this new area called the Atrium, which is just like basically if we were to add a, a huge indoor, but like all glass indoor um, area, like just outside the stadium that has like uh, concession stands and like bars and restaurants so that you can get to the game a little early and you're in the stadium, but you're not outside. So like yeah. it was freezing cold. And obviously a lot of their home games are really cold. So they've so done, a, they've done a really good job of enclosing the concourses and then creating like one massive, huge area called the atrium that um, is like being indoors, but you're still at an outdoor stadium and the stadium okay. is still outdoor. But so so imagine if like when Kaufman's gone, Arrowhead expanding and and building an area that is like enclosed that encapsulates the entire 
that encapsulates all of Arrowhead. But then it's then the concourses are indoors, so it's warmer and everything. So I think that would be a great idea. That'd um, be great. It was really cool. It was also really cool. We got to go up um, and watch the flyover from like on top of the scoreboard. So it'd be so it's like where you know they have that huge like really up high. Um, yeah, kind of. I think they call it the Sky Zone. Yeah, Arrowhead. They have that on mm -hmm. each end at 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 Lambeau, which is really cool. And then like the bowl is incredible. I'm a sucker for bowl stadiums where it's yeah. all one level. Um, I think that's getting built up a little bit, but that was really cool. The suites look good in the stadium. So the stadium was immaculate and it looked incredible. And I, I took a ton of pics of that. However, what, what were you not? As so it's just there? not the, um, I always heard Lambo was like this in like in a neighborhood and, and like you're walking through, through houses and walking on, you're parking on the side street and, and walking through houses on your way to, to the stadium in the middle of a neighborhood. Um, that's not it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, I would describe Green Bay. It reminds me a lot of Augusta, Georgia, where it's like this, in Augusta, Georgia, it's this prestigious, uh, historic sports venue that's in kind of a shitty town. Mm -hmm. Like Augusta is like... Not nice. Are you calling Green Bay a shitty town? So Green Bay is like, there's, it's not like a, it's not like a night, it's not like a poster card town. Mm -hmm. Like I was imagining it in my head, like the scene in Joe Dirt when he's like up on the hill and he sees that perfect little poster card town and yeah. and he goes down there and it's just like a, per that's not it at all. Mm -hmm. Like it is not this, it's, you know, just a regular, like has strip malls and, you know, awful looking gas stations and uh -huh. horrible highway entry and ex exit ramps. And, and, you know, I don't want to like call out any local towns, but it's like, I don't know, independence, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not, it's just not like in this neighborhood, in this small town, like USA, it's just, it's a regular looking town with industrial plants and smoke coming out of the paper factory down the street. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just nothing special. And and wow. Packers fans, we so we sat with Packers fans, obviously, in the suite, and just hearing them talk about the Packers and Lambo, it it's it's it gets annoying. Mm -hmm. They're very, very like their shit does not stink at all whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Nothing about their poo stinks in any way, shape, or form if you're nice. a Packers fan. So mm -hmm. That's the way they view Lambo and and all that stuff. And I mean, I think it was built in the '60s. Like, it's not like Fenway. Um, oh, okay. You know, the club was formed in 1919, but Lambo was built in like I think like '59 or '60 or something like that. So it's like 10 years older than Arrowhead. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like you know, it's different than Fenway and uh, others, uh, and Wrigley, Wrigley and mm -hmm. and whatnot. But you know, football's not that old and and whatnot. But you know, it was incredible was I'm so happy I got to go grateful for the invite and and loved it but yeah Green Bay itself is eh. I mean a little, yeah a little overhyped yeah we stayed in a okay. Radisson we stayed in a nice Radisson the, the both teams stayed there so I saw okay. DK um he's before or after the game uh before he's the game a little heated after yeah uh -huh. um he's quite large yeah he's a big dude mm -hmm. um and so yeah but the players just stay in the hotel right there everyone else but it's like a 15 minute drive from the hotel to the stadium very so cool again, well 
And it was a casino. And, yeah, and it snowed. Sweet. It snowed at Lambeau, so it did snow. Yeah, it, cool I mean, it looked it looked amazing, and mm -hmm. uh, loved that. And like the suite, you know, you could open the windows all the way up, so like you, you got to hear and feel the stadium and the noise, which was really really awesome. So yeah, incredible experience. But yeah, Green Bay. Mm. Okay, um, I should have gone first in this because now I'm like trying to follow up uh, Lambo. It was Larry Drew who I was thinking of, by the way. Okay, that's why I didn't go first. So thanks for paying attention to what I was saying. Anyways, I was paying attention, but I tried uh, Viona's Italian Bistro in Old Overland Park. Oh, so not as exciting as going to Lambo. Well, uh, but they've got a really good calzone. Let me tell you that. So, and it's enough for two meals. For sure. So the calzone, the calzone, Costanza, uh, and they've got a really good stromboli as well. Um, What's stromboli only... again? Is that the kind of like calzone looking yeah, thing? It looks like a calzone. I honestly don't know the difference. Uh, but what I will say is the only thing is that the calzone and stromboli weren't very like build your own. It was like they had one option for each. Mm. And here's how we make it. Here's how it comes. Mm. Pretty much. Okay. So, not as made to order, but. I think that's probably because they use like fresh dough and maybe like, you know, have to wrap them all up mm -hmm. maybe in prep work. So very good, very fresh, uh, just not as customizable as I would like. Where's this place possibly. in Old OP? Old OP on Marty Street. Is it new? Uh, it's, I talked to the guy there. It's been there just a couple years. Uh, it's kind of a small uh, white tablecloth place inside, uh, but a nice, nice little uh, Italian restaurant vibes in Old OP. So. Viona's Italian Bistro. Okay. Um, all right. Next up, we've got our Kansas City of the Week. And it, it had to be, well, besides the guy who I tweeted about in uh, Las Vegas. Where who was on the Monster Energy? The Monster Energy. Yeah. yeah. That was good. And that guy was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but also. I mean, that guy's the most like Raytona Beach, Camaro head mm -hmm. guy of all time. Yep. The, the, the wide receiver gloves are just chef's kiss. Well, he got... I don't know if he had them on before. Oh, that guy's own, got like 16 well, he had pairs. had his own pair, but I saw him tweet that someone else gave him a pair okay. of gloves too. I think Tyreek maybe threw it. Probably added, added to the collection. I mm -hmm. bet that guy has 25 yeah, different pairs. Yeah, he of, probably tries to get season tickets by the tunnel so he can collect yeah, gloves. Collect gloves and towels, yeah, collect gloves. Yeah. And like rip them out of kids' hands as he like yeah, yeah. does for him. I mean, uh, yeah, it was just, <laughs> it, he was so perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Um, all right. But it is not him. It is Paul Rudd, the sexiest man alive from People Magazine. I'm so, wait, I'm waiting for this to be like a joke, a prank, a prank. Yeah, not because Paul Rudd isn't sexy. I think Paul Rudd is mm -hmm. a very attractive man. Um, he's a good actor. He's very funny. He's extremely normal um, for for a celebrity. And I, I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan. I do, in fact, think he is very sexy. But the picture that they used. Look photoshopped, didn't it? Yeah. The picture on the cover looks like something Paul Rudd would would fake put out. Like with that title, People's Sexiest Man Alive, uh -huh. that photo of him. Like it just doesn't it's not doesn't seem very Paul Rudd, especially now as he's gotten older, to take that picture. And it didn't look very recent. Cause now Paul Rudd's got like a lot of gray hair, and that photo has no gray hair. I'm I agree. I think Paul Rudd is a very sexy man, but I think this could be a prank. Uh, just, I mean, he does have a new movie coming out. Mm -hmm. so maybe a little publicity there. I don't know wh what the prank is, but <laughs> I think it might be a joke. Because um, Paul Rudd, 
This, well, maybe maybe people did that. Maybe Paul Rudd didn't want to to get. But what about that picture? What Photoshop? about that? Who took the picture? I don't. People's fo- photograph photographer. <laughs> but I don't think Paul Rudd would pose for a, a photo shoot like that. I think unless he, would. he was doing a prank. Well, maybe he thought maybe he was doing it ironically. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like, oh, that's what I'm saying. I ironically won yeah. the sexiest man alive. Yeah, even so, though he is sexy, he is good looking, mm-hmm. undeniable. Yeah, but. I think I think there's some. I'm just you know keep an eye out on we'll, this one. Yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye out. Put on it that. in your tickler file. All right. Um, all right. So that is our Kansas City of the week, Paul Rudd. Uh, next, a uh, little Midwest mad, little Whataburger madness this week. So the first of the Mizzou Mizzou just lost. So <laughs> talk about Midwest mad. Yeah. Uh, so Conzo has more losses to UMKC than tournament wins. Mm. That's the stat. Uh, mm-hmm. and he just got a new deal. Did he? Right? No, uh, I don't know. I thought he. I know he's got some years left on that contract. So, uh, I mean, UMKC, what a program! What a program! They play in the rec center at Sweeney. What a program! Uh, on campus, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's, that's a tough, a tough look. All right, uh, let's get Midwest mad over something else. The Whataburger madness. Um, in Lee Summit, the first of I think six locations opened on Monday morning with a line out the parking lot, down the street, backed up onto the highway for a fast food cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. People really waited hours for a fast food cheeseburger. I, who has the time? That's a great question. Who has the time to, to, to dedicate to a, you could have, Driven to a Waterburger location in Oklahoma City, probably like faster than than uh, some of the. Well, not quite. I like the I like the the stretch, but something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have rather done that than sat in line for two hours for a cheeseburger. That's just you can go to Sonic. It's the same. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't get it. There was a lot of of photos of the line and videos of the line, and and then and then and then so you get all these. Posts and and uh, photos of the people waiting in line, and then you get a slew of reactions to that, and uh-huh. then you get a lot of Waterburger po- takes out there. Um, my favorite, yes, we've talked about Waterburger a lot on this show, yeah, because of our our Lord and Savior happens to like uh-huh. it, um, and a lot of announcements about it. But yeah, it's just okay. Like it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, they've got a decent breakfast sandwich. They've got a decent burger. But yeah, I mean, it's just okay. Nothing is worth a, an hour wait for food. I mean, very few things are. Joe, especially Joe's I wait in line especially, for. Especially a fast food burger. But, um, but yeah, my favorite was like Kansas Cityans uh, complain about parking, uh, about parking in their stadiums. Also Kansas Cityans like parked and lined up down the street uh, for a water burger. So, uh yeah, I mean, I'll wait. I, I I don't even have any desire to like go out there. Like, there's nothing that's pulling me in that direction to even even want to try it. So, um, yeah, pass, pass, pass on me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll try it for sure, but not not when there's the line there. So, um, I'll wait. I'll wait for sure. But that was that was madness. Um, all right. Uh, next personal pine tar. You have some, one? You did some traveling. Yeah. How was it? 
I got delayed. I know. It's 10 o'clock as we're taping this. Gosh. Thanks to your travel woes. Hey, you know, grind never sleeps. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, no one cares about my travel woes uh, getting delayed. Uh, It's really annoying. And, yeah, it's just the worst. Everybody's getting delayed these days. Um, But it was... But I'm a very good traveler. Like I'm very, I'm a very, very good traveler when I'm like traveling by myself or traveling for work. Um, so it wasn't the worst. Um, mm-hmm. Got stuck in Minneapolis, which was an, a nice big airport with plenty of options. So had some margaritas. Um, the waitress was very friendly. So yeah, it was fine. My bigger personal pine tar. There's um, construction going on outside of my office. Mm-hmm. Big cranes and shit. Yeah, very distracting. Because you want to watch the cranes. Because I just want to watch the cranes. Yeah, I know. And watch construction. How they don't fall over, I'll never understand. And like the, my my office window is literally like three stories above where the construction is. And so I have a perfect view of it. Mm, that's and nice. it is, it's nice, but it's also very distracting. So um, that's my other personal pine tar. Yeah. I don't have one. Pretty good week. Chiefs win. Congrats. I know. Heck yeah. I know. Um, all right, let's How see. How about you have to be here late recording this podcast? I do podcast. have to be here late recording this podcast, but uh, it's a joy. It's a joy. It's a labor of love. Um, all right, mixed plates of uh, for this week, since you got to go to Lambeau, how's mm-hmm. thinking about? Not a big deal. Uh, bucket list stadiums. Bucket list sports venues. Sports venues. Okay. Um, what episode? I think we're odd. I, I think, think it's 133. Go. I think it's 135. <laughs> really? I think. All right, sweet. Uh-huh. I think you're right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. I think you're up. Um, yeah, easy number one for me. Um, I'm going with uh, Augusta, Augusta okay. National. Um, I've I said I didn't think a golf course was a, but okay. Well, I thought you said like playing. Um. Uh, okay. Sports uh, venues. Okay. Sure. To watch a sporting event. Okay. Augusta. Go ahead. Take it. I'm taking it. All right. Um, even though the town of Augusta is a is a pile of poo, as we've already talked about. Uh-huh. Um, and I've already been to Lambeau, which was probably my number one prior to this. Maybe Augusta still was mm-hmm. my number one. But regardless, um, I got to go. I got to go. It's like one of the hardest tickets to get as well. So that makes it even more of a bucket list item because it's really hard to get tickets there and, it, and it's expensive. And so it will be one of those like once in a lifetime opportunities. If I ever get the chance to go top of my bucket list, Augusta national and uh, for the masters. Okay. That's a pretty good one. And they only sell the gear at the pro at the club shop there at the pro shop there. So like you can't buy Augusta gear, masters gear on, on the internet. So mm-hmm. like, you go and you buy a bunch of shit and then you get to wear that stuff around and people are like, oh, whoa, have you been to Augusta? And uh-huh. then you tell them the story. Yeah, because no, I, this guy I knew did. Yeah, I legit, <laughs> well, I wanted to buy something from Lambo, but it was all Packers stuff. There was no like Lambo field. Uh-huh. So that was a frustrating. So you, can, you didn't buy anything. So I didn't buy anything. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go with uh, my meet number one here. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Churchill Downs. Mm. Uh, I think going to the Kentucky Derby would be uh, an incredible sporting event, and everything that goes with it would be awesome. And then all the races you get to watch, Churchill Downs, a lot of history, would be an awesome place mm-hmm. to go. Okay. Uh, that was on my list, too. Uh, I really want to go. I want to go, though, when I'm like, when, if. 
I'm like really rich and I can actually like sit in the in like a, a the seats. Okay. Like I think not in the infield. The infield would be cool. Uh huh. Like maybe twenty year old twenty year old Dan would love the infield. Get sloppy. Uh huh. Pour some water on it. Mm -hmm. Get extra sloppy. Um, but the uh, but like I I also want to my bucket list for that is sitting in a, like a box. Yeah. Being fancy. With, with unlimited Patrick money. Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. Patrick invites me. Yeah. We would not invite Jackson. All right, and then uh, my meet number two would here. Would you go to the Kentucky Derby with Patrick Mahomes if you had to sit next to Jackson? Right next to him? Right next to him, and you're like five seats away from Patrick. I mean, yes, I would, but <laughs> it would be brutal. <laughs> It'd be very brutal. It would be awful. Um, meet number two for me, um, I'm going with the... I'm going with Michigan Stadium. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm a sucker for bowl stadiums where it's all one level. And anytime I watch a Michigan game on the TV and like they, they, the camera pans across the entire stadium, the one level bowl, it like blows my mind mm -hmm. uh, that there's 107,000 people in that stadium, largest football stadium in the world. And I would just, I, I need, I need to go. Yeah. It's absolutely on the very top of my bucket list. I need to see it. Um, I know you've been, right? I went when I was like 19. Yeah, freshman year of college. It was incredible. Ohio State, Michigan, I was there. And yeah, when you walk into the stadium, you like can't even see the field. Mm -hmm. And you can see the other side of the bowl. And you're like, oh my God, this makes Arrowhead look tiny. Yeah. It's insane. I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought... Um, Alabama's football stadium. What, what's it called? Brian Denny. Yeah. I thought that made Arrowhead look tiny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think they put like 95,000 mm -hmm. into there. But uh, but that's that's got the different levels and yeah, tiers. The bowl is the bowl, insane. I'm a sucker for those. So like all of mine on this are like the bowl ones of college football. So, um, All right. My meet number two, what I'm going to take here is going to be uh, Oracle Park in San Francisco where the Giants play. Mm -hmm. I think Safeco. I think you mean Safeco Field. You think Safeco? I don't know. It's Oracle. That's what I always remember it as, Safeco, right? Safeco, and then it was AT&T. AT&T, yeah. Uh, but now it's Oracle, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I have not been. I would love to go to a game there. I would love to go to a chilly game, like in October. Like, that stadium in October is the best visual yeah. in baseball. Oh, it looks so good. It, it looks awesome. Uh, it's right there on the bay. You know, you can hit a home run into the bay. It's incredible. So, Oracle Park. Looks like an amazing place to watch a baseball game. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, side number one for me, I am going with, I'm trying to hit all the all the spots. Yeah, I'm going with Fenway. Never been yeah. to Fenway. Uh, I've been to Wrigley a, a couple times. Um, I've never been to, to Yankee Stadium, either old or new. But I know. I couldn't put that on my list. But though. yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not really all that. Like the fans would be unbearable. Mm -hmm. But um, I would love to go to Fenway. In my ideal world, sit on the top of the green monster, um, and uh, that's that, that's the number one bucket list item for me for baseball right now because mm -hmm. I've never been. I, I have some friends that have been, had friends that lived up there, never went. So um, Fenway Park, gotta go. Okay, gotta be that's there. A good, that's a good choice. Um, all right, my side number one. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Daytona Speedway. Mm. I can't imagine how much fun that place has yep. to be. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't know anything about NASCAR. Mm -mm. I've been to one NASCAR race before, and the tailgating is insane. Yeah. And people camp out for a, a couple days there. Uh, NASCAR events, you can bring your own cooler into the stadium. You can bring your own beer, mm -hmm. own food. Um, and, I mean, Daytona kicks it all off every year. Mm -hmm. So it just I can imagine going down there in the early spring in Florida. It's just spring break. It, it would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds amazing. 110,000 people, I think. Yeah. Good Lord. Be insane. Um, all right. Side number two for me. Mm, trying to like mix it up and hit all the different sports. Because I don't really want. Yeah. All right. I'm going. I mean, yeah. Screw it. I don't care. I'm not going to pander. Yeah. I'm not pandering. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Okay. In North London. Um, they just built a new stadium. It is absolute state-of-the-art, incredible stadium. It, it is renowned for how perfect it is as a stadium. Um, it has, like, the, the turf removal, all that cool stuff. Um, but it also has the south end, the south, not south end zone, but the south side of the field, the south stands. So while the rest of the stadium is tiered, like, like mm -hmm. newer stadiums are, the south side is one level all the way up. And the angle, if you're on the bottom looking up, it looks like it goes on for infinity. Mm -hmm. and, it, and they also have like a skywalk thing up on top of it. Um, my Spurs, I'm, 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 I got go. okay. go to go. I got to go to London. Got to go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I know there's a lot more historic stadiums over there for football. But uh, yeah, I'm going to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But I want to see a soccer game there. I don't want to go for a like, football game. Yeah. Jaguars versus Dolphins <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go with meet number two. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Seeing that last yeah. night. like, mm -hmm. And then seeing that Marshmallow was the, like the halftime show, the DJ Marshmallow. Was, yeah. Like that, there was Maybe just a it concert. Was could have just been anyone. In There's that just helmet. a concert at halftime. Mm -hmm. Like every home game has an incredible <clears throat> concert at halftime, mm -hmm. um, and not like a, a jazzer-sized group coming out uh, to perform, which I've yeah. seen at Chiefs games before. I would think an incredible DJ would be a lot more fun at halftime. So that stadium looked incredible yeah and would be so much fun to go to yeah of newer stadiums i would say allegiant and sofi are like top of my list yeah but allegiant i think just the entertainment that they're mm -hmm. gonna bring is just has to be insane yeah so. but you don't want a, a jazzercise no also the packers uh i didn't know this maybe i did but them they don't have cheerleaders okay huge fan of that i i'm a fan of that too cheerleaders are stupid they the yeah, the concept that, of cheerleaders walk back back <laughs> the concept of having girls in scandally clothed uh outfits you want to tell them what to wear shaking glittery pom-poms is a ridiculous concept so get get them out of here i don't think that i think i've said this take on the show before yeah. so like it shouldn't be surprising I, no i'm fine with cheerleaders at the stadium i think it's great i'm okay with it i'm not okay with how much airtime they get on the jumbotron i'd rather watch highlights of other games i'd rather watch highlights of our own game mm -hmm. yeah than the cheerleaders uh, so, sorry cheerleaders. so uh other things i left off dude indianapolis motor speedway mm -hmm. on race day would be pretty cool Two hundred seventy-five thousand spectators That'd be pretty awesome 275k spectators um also uh monte carlo the f1 series mm -hmm. they you know it just like races 
through the city and a lot of the spectators, if because we, we've gotten to pick our venue and our location where we want to watch, yeah. a lot of the spectators are just on on yachts in the middle of of the bay and Monte Carlo. That'd be a pretty good one. That'd be pretty um, good. I had the Rose Bowl, Rose but Bowl's only online. like at the Rose Bowl, mm -hmm. the game. Yeah. Um, I also had Fenway at Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, of mm -hmm. course. Um, I think I'd rather go to Staples Center over Madison Square Garden. I'd rather go to Madison Square Garden. Uh, and I think that was it. So. I had uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium. I, I've heard the U.S. Open mm -hmm. uh, in, in New York City. Uh, tennis is really, really cool sporting event. Um, I had the L.A. Coliseum on here because, again, that's like a bowl, and you walk in on, like, the top level. Like, You're it's underground. Yeah, yeah, huge sucker. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I mean, like, Ohio State, uh, what's yeah. the Tennessee, Neyland? Neyland. Neyland, uh, where the Tennessee Volunteers play. That's uh, 100. LSU, Tiger Stadium. 100, but Neyland, I think, is one level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are some others. Um, a lot of those college football ones, like Clemson looks sweet, and, uh, yeah, LSU. Mm -hmm. We've been to Bama. Check been that out. Bama. Off the list. Uh, would, you, would you have, you didn't say Lambeau. Would you, would you put Lambeau on yours? Um, or did I, did I ruin it for you? No, I don't think you. I would go to Lambeau. I yeah. still, I think I would love to go to Lambeau. As far as NFL stadiums go, I think I might want to go to like one of the newer ones, mm -hmm. maybe first. But there's not a lot of like. I don't think of a lot of like NFL stadiums as being like I got to go see that stadium besides Lambeau, mm -hmm. and then like now the new fancy ones. But yeah, yeah. The, uh, the well, other, I think Arrowheads uh, that other way. stadiums I would go for the city. Mm -hmm. Like I have no interest or care about the Titans stadium. Mm -hmm. Nashville is awesome. Yeah, I get so what you're I'd saying. Go, so, but like Lambeau is something that would attract me as a stadium. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I would, I, I've also heard, I was looking up like other lists. Um, there's a couple like historic hockey barns that um, like, I guess, I think uh, Montreal has like an old barn that's, that's supposed to be legendary. Um, I've heard of a few others there. Notre Dame stadium. I would I would consider that a bucket list stadium, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and whatnot. There's also some awesome like soccer stadiums around the world. That one in in uh, like I think it's in like Monterey, Mexico, or something. That's like right on oh, the. I think Sporting played there on the uh, under like there's a, like a volcano or a mountain like right in mm -hmm. the background. I think Sporting played there mm -hmm. uh, in the last couple of years. So um, we could do a list of just like. Like soccer and football mm -hmm. and basketball and baseball. Yeah, we, and we others. certainly could. Yeah. Um, but that'll do it for us this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line. Interviews are coming back. Interviews had, are coming back. We had to redo an interview. We got a couple interviews this week that we're doing. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you around Kansas City. 